our episodes go to 11. This, this song's in my head. Hey everybody, welcome back for another episode of Songs in My Head, a music podcast for music nerds by music nerds. As always, I'm joined by my co-host Kristen. Hi. And uh, it's been a little bit, uh, had a lot going on, started a new job again, uh, and then yay, depression. Oh. Uh, so what have you been up to? Just living the living the dream. Living la vida loca. Living the pandemic dream. Oof, global panini. Yes. Quarantine. Quarantine. Uh, yeah. So it's it's good to be back, though. Honestly, we have been we have been busy behind the scenes, though. Yeah. I will say that much. We got the, the new Facebook page up and running. We got some logo stuff going. That's so exciting. that's very exciting. You guys will see that very soon. Uh, last episode was big episode number 10. We covered uh, Viva La Vida by Coldplay. We had a guest. We had a guest? What the hell? The first of hopefully many. Definitely many. Uh... So this episode, I, I we figured let's go back to the the original format and you know do some albums again. Yeah. So I will kick things off. So this episode, you gave me something a little bit different than what I would have expected. I just reached out there and picked something off the list. I mean, I give something you different. I give you credit. That's you, you you gave me one that I did not expect and it, it definitely was a curveball for me. So you gave me uh the Fratelli's album Costello Music, which uh is their actually their first album. It's their debut album. Yes. So it was released it was originally released on September eleventh. 2006 but that was in the uk mm-hmm. and then it was released in the united states uh march 13th 2007 so a couple months later um i didn't realize that they were scottish i thought they were australian oh okay they're not they're not <laughs> no they're from scotland so that's usually what happens when you're scottish yeah yeah i'd say so yeah <laughs> um yes yeah, so there's actually it actually did really good uh i was reading that it like it peaked at number two on the uk charts which is pretty good for... did you know what it was number two after it was number two um it debuted at number two right behind justin timberlake's future sex love sounds i know and i don't think anything could have beat that out so you know. no there's nothing that there's nothing that could have beat that album. JT would have pulled off. I think they would have. They could have probably. Yeah. But yeah, they spent they spent eighty three weeks 
in the top 100 wow. with this album like for a first album that's that's crazy yeah i don't know if you um read anything on their history too i was surprised to find out they like formed in 2005 and their first big album was 2006 and like they got signed pretty quickly they literally played one of their first live shows as a band yeah and essentially were signed to a record label within the same gig like a decently large one too right yeah it's like the was it the british division of island records i can't remember what the name of it was but that was lookout but no 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 it wasn't lookout it was um begins with an f it's gonna bother me i'll have to look it up anyway um, but yeah I, I thought that was pretty pretty wild wonder if scotland has any other good music <laughs> because they're like <laughs> okay so i looked it up i found it and it's uh it's fallout records oh, i had the out part right yeah you were you were right <laughs> with the out it was just fall not lookout which i suppose you want to look out before you fall out yeah i know that was a bad one um <laughs> so another thing that i read that was kind of impressive is that like they released five singles off this album that's a, that's a lot mm-hmm. um i mean of course like there was one clear standout amongst the the whole lot of them but we'll get into that in a yeah. little bit here uh and i actually read that their the title of the album is named after the studio that they used to rent that was in glasgow mm-hmm. so that was kind of a cool like callback to yeah. like their past uh but yeah i also read that like after after they got signed they were basically like almost immediately flown to la to start recording and did you did you happen to see where they were put up no they were put up in sunset sound which i don't know if you've ever heard of sunset Sound. it's a really big like super well-known studio um just a couple of the acts that i saw that had recorded there were like bob dylan and the beach boys that's why i know that yeah the beach boys recorded a lot of their stuff at sunset sound okay i was trying to think of where i knew that from um and they were actually recording in Studio 3, which was full of, like, all, a whole bunch of, like, vintage equipment. So I almost think that kind of lended to the overall sound of the record. I can see that. Yeah. Like, after I read that, and I was like, okay, that's that kind of makes sense now as to why it kind of has, like, a... I don't want to say grungy, but... Yeah. Like more of like a like an old school like home recorded kind of vibe. Right. Well retro to it. Yeah. Uh so did you happen to see how the band got its name? Yeah. Yeah? Go for it. Oh, I'm so excited about it. And I didn't make <laughs> the connection until I read it, and then I was like, oh man. Right. It's from the Goonies which is one of my favorite movies of all time and i didn't make that connection right out of the gate but yeah they're named after the crime family in the goonies <laughs> yeah i um when i first heard them i 
I was like, are they related? But then I realized it was like a Ramones thing. Like, yeah, <laughs> I didn't. I thought they were related because they all they all go by Fratelli, yeah. and I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. Like, nope, exactly. Nope, they're not. John Fratelli, Barry Fratelli, <laughs> and Mince. Mince is the drummer's name. Yeah, well, there's two uh, John and Barry. That's actually their first names, but Mince is uh, Gordon. <laughs> I mean, I think if my name was Gordon, I might go by Mince as well. You know what other what other Gordon did that? Hmm. Sting. Oh. Yeah, Sting's yeah. real name is Gordon. Hmm. Yeah, interesting. Right? Yeah. I mean, I'm bad with like regular human names, so right. I'm not surprised that I that I didn't know that. Yeah, well, I mean, because like <laughs> he goes by Sting, so like, right. Um, yeah, a lot of that stuff's what I what I looked up today, and then the album art on the cover. Um, I just was curious where that had come from because. Um, yeah, it was. Uh... <laughs> Oh, bless you. Thanks. Um, yeah, because I had seen, um, like, it's, it's vintage, like, pinup girl art. And then I had seen um, some of the singles that were released had different art with it. Different art, but it was the same, same. style. And it, I think it all, it's all the same, the same models, right? Yes. Yeah. I, I, I do like the art. I think it's really cool. Yeah, the artist was uh, Sam Hadley. I didn't get a chance to see what else that he had done but he did yeah the pinup style artwork for the album and i believe that the singles were the same just like you said yeah i know at least a few of them were so that's cool though i i i, I think that's another really cool callback and i think that like when you look at that when you look at that style of artwork and you put it with the style of music that they play I think it makes sense together because oh, right. they, they kind of have like more of a, like a throwback retro kind of vibe. Right. Now I will be the first to admit that on the first, on the first listen, I didn't really know how I felt about this album. <laughs> uh, it was one of those, like, I, I didn't hate it, but like, I also didn't like love it. And then, like, the more that I've listened to it, the more it's grown on me. Well, I know you and I have talked about um, how you always listen to things, like, as an album. Right. And I think that somewhere along the way, when, um, like, formats of music changed, definitely when, did like, digital music became, like, the main format, right. I stopped listening to albums until we started doing this project. Um, so this is one, I think that I had listened to on CD and I think I borrowed the CD. So, I mean, I, I skipped around. Of course. There were clearly a few tracks that I was just like, meh. And even listening now, I think there's a few that I definitely still feel that way about. Absolutely. I mean, I've, I've listened but, through this whole album now about like six or seven times and I still feel the same way that like, yeah, but there's a me, couple like, of tracks that are like, they're okay. They're not great. Right. But they're not like they're not terrible. Like they're still well put together. It's just you're just like kind of like, eh. yeah. I think there's there's several that I really really like, and there's some that I'm just like, meh. There's not really an in between for me. Most now, of them are. Also, I will say that uh, 
this is another one of those those times where there's not like a real abundance of like depth behind the songs because they basically just wrote like a fun rock album like they just it's just kind of about like like women and partying and like that's it like i guess that's all they do in scotland i, I don't know i've never, I've never been drinking. there drinking and women and I, I don't know i don't know all i knew about scotland recently was the uh the snowplows yes yeah yeah the snowplows if you guys don't know what that's all about uh in scotland they have like really punny names for all of their snowplows and there's actually there's a tracker that you can use right i think so there was a map or something that listed which ones were which area yeah and then it'll tell you like what the names of them are um oh yeah there's a tracker and um some of them are really hilarious um, currently just looking into it oh creedence clear road revival <laughs> um spready van halen <laughs> <laughs> that's one i hadn't read before i remember Britney spears i think was one of them <laughs> yeah i know there was a wasn't there like a, a blizzard of oz or something something like that probably <laughs> and there, i think there were a couple of uh harry potter themed ones oh yeah yeah I definitely appreciated that because it, it came across in a meme and I was like, there's no way this is true. But yeah, but you I look know... it up and it shows the whole map and you're just like, excuse me? Well, yeah, I, mean, I have an online friend from Scotland. Um, I don't know if he's going to listen, so hey. <laughs> um, but yeah, they uh, I, we had asked, is this true? And he's like, heck yeah, it's true. <laughs> no way. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah so I mean, I already like Scotland for that reason. <laughs> all right so in true podcast fashion i'm gonna start going track by track just kind of talk about them a little bit um and i mean like i said i, I didn't get really deep into them because there wasn't a whole lot about them yeah so I have a little bit here and there so i just kind of gave it. like what my interpretation was and like the little bits that were in like interviews and stuff right uh so the first track uh was henrietta which i think is a really great way to open up an album because it's really like like really just right in your face as soon as it opens yeah, up yeah i like the beginning of the song too i mean i feel like it's just got a it sounds like a white stripe song when it opens up yeah i'll give you that <laughs> i see when i listen to this i hear like white stripes in different places the whole way through the album See, I don't think I listened to them before I listened to White Stripes. Well, I mean, or I should say more Jack White. Yeah. Because I, I like Jack White's solo stuff also. But, uh, so I read that, like, it essentially tells the story of, like, an older woman that stalks the band. <laughs> and, uh, you can, you can really, like, like, hear it in the lyrics because they talk about, like, like how they always they always see her and like she knows or they know that she sees them and 
Yeah, I have read that the story of it is is a woman who stalks them, but from the lyrics you can tell that they really like it. Oh yeah, they have a good time with it. <laughs> yeah, they think it's great. They they like having a groupie. Well, a groupie that would you know buy them stuff. Right. Buy me shoes and cola. Cola. <laughs> um, I also read that it was featured in uh, Rock Band Two. And in the bachelorette party scene in Maid of Honor. <laughs> There's going to be a lot of that in this episode. I just want to warn you guys now because, like, their music is, like, randomly featured in a ton of stuff. Well, there's one clear. I was going to say, particularly one song, and we'll get to it. And I'm just going to say it now. I don't get why. <laughs> I don't. Well, did you okay we'll, we'll get there yeah we'll get there it's not too far because i had to find out why okay well then good yeah. i'm glad i'm glad that you that you found out oh, why I, yeah. um so the second song on the album is uh flathead which <laughs> now here's the thing so the most popular song on this album is hands down chelsea dagger I had never heard that song. I had only heard Flathead. Because of what it, what it was in, right? No. <laughs> no, it's just, it's only, the, it's the one that I've always heard on the radio. It's in the iPod commercial. Well, yeah, I do remember <laughs> it from the iPod commercials. Which I had never heard it from the commercial. But yeah. I, I've only ever heard that song on the radio. Like... Chelsea Dagger sounded familiar, but not as familiar as Flathead mm-hmm. did when I started listening to it. And I was like, oh, this song. It's just weird to me, though, like reading the lyrics, why some of these songs are chosen for the things they're chosen for. Because, I mean, the topics of the songs, they might sound catchy, but like. <laughs> that seems to be a really popular thing, though. Like, is there, they select songs for like, for like sporting events or like movies. And I don't think that they really listen to the lyrics. And you're like, mm, mm, yeah, that's what you're going to do. Um, so did you did you read about the the actual term flathead itself? Yes. I think it's quite possibly the best thing I've ever read. <laughs> so the the actual term originates with uh, with Michael Flatley. Yes that michael flatley <laughs> I, I i just want you to notate here that uh i wrote yes that one uh who is of the the river dance fame um and that's basically describing his his fans his his raucous fans <laughs> as i saw it aptly titled in many different places uh, but more generally it's used to describe somebody that's that's wild and crazy there's a couple of wild and crazy guys see and i just i associate screwdriver well yeah (laughs) naturally um but yeah and, and this is where this is where that weird line is where like you read through the lyrics and like you're not 100% sure if they're talking about like 
a hit woman that's kind of <laughs> what i got from it like a hired killer like in the literal sense or a serial dater like or a serial dater for money <laughs> or a hooker <laughs> yes that's trying <laughs> yeah so like that's that's why i put like all of those things with question marks because i'm not well i feel like it's one of those songs that could be um, interpreted in different ways well yeah sure so that anyone can i mean i don't know that i fit any of those situations but maybe anyone can relate maybe all three (laughs) a hitman slash dater slash hooker yeah she has multiple services she can kill somebody or (laughs) Well, I mean, if she's a hit woman, she can be also hired as a girlfriend experience and <laughs> and bring the night to completion in one way or another. Oh, no. We've gone off the rails. Yes. We've gone off the rails. Well, I went off the rails when I was researching a little bit because some of the lyrics made me kind of laugh. Oh, please. <laughs> oh, by no, all means. No, no, no. I'm... I'm um, I'm good, and then I'll I'll get into my other little part here. Yeah, yeah. See, um, just because she feeds me well and made me talk dirty in a pink hotel. I love that line. Yeah. Well, I was thinking, you know, a literal pink hotel, and then of course people are saying that pink hotel is a euphemism. You're looking at me, so you must not have read this. No. A pink hotel. <laughs> no. Oh no! They're saying talking dirty in a pink hotel is a euphemism for um. Vagina. Yes. Now I'm just picturing somebody screaming really loud into somebody <gasps> else's crotch, just. <laughs> ah! Yeah, so it's supposedly a euphemism for um. For oral sex, and then um, people were saying, "Is that why he's well fed?" Anyway, um. <laughs> Did you do any lyric stuff at all? Should I keep going? Okay. Um, yeah, so it's talking about, like, um, yeah, it doesn't mean she's got eyes for me. She might just want my bones, you see. So, I mean, yeah, she doesn't want him for his mind, just for, you know, that. Anyway, I saw you once in the back of the club chewing on glass in a ticket stub, which apparently is drug references. That makes sense. Yeah, the glass would be, you know, crystal meth, and the ticket stub is... Like an LSD laced, whatever. <laughs> so. <laughs> I got the glass, but I didn't. I yeah. didn't catch ticket stub. Interesting. I mean, it was yeah. I mean, not clear, but like, it could be possibility. Yeah, and then the, um, I heard they kicked the boy till he bled. You know, they were saying that that was like a heroin addiction reference. Like kick guy. Like, yeah. So then everybody knows you're the one to call when the girls get ugly at the back of the wall kind of brings a uh, a vision of like the end of the night when it's just, you know, everybody pairs off or goes home with each other. And, and the, the, light, the lights come on in the bar and you're just like, ah, yeah. So <laughs> I've been so pumping you full of drinks all night. Jesus. So they were saying that, like, you know, she would be the one to call whenever they realized that oh, the uggos are left. so that's where i get the the prostitute sex worker um thing and i don't want to you know talk negative about sex workers but you know (laughs) no i don't either i you do your thing man yeah 
you want to be a sex worker be a sex worker that's cool yeah but i like i like the hitman idea that you (laughs) that you had right um so i also read that like there because for some reason a lot of the singles on this album were released as their own eps yeah and this one in particular um had two extra songs on it uh one of them was called stacy ann and the other one was called cigarello um i listened to them and they should have been on this fucking album because they're real good yeah, I like Stacey Ann. I know. Yeah, Stacey Ann is really good. Um, I mean, I'm not going to go into too much detail on it because I didn't, I didn't do a whole lot of research into it, but I did listen to it. And like, so I'll be sure to include that in the playlist for this episode because like, it's, worth it's definitely wor- worth checking out. Um, and as we both said, it was featured in an iPad or iPod and iTunes commercial. Um a trailer for Shaun the Sheep. Yeah, do you ever watch Shaun the Sheep? It's fucking weird. Yes, it's cute. Have you watched Wallace and Gromit? Of course. Okay. And then, um, Rock Band. Yeah, Rock Band. People played that. <laughs> um, so the next track is called Whistle for the Choir. So this is kind of where the album does something weird because I saw a couple different track listings. Yeah. So if you look at the Spotify track listing, this is the next song. Right. If you look at the original track listing, the next song is not this song. (laughs) uh the next song on the original album is uh called country boys and city girls you know what i i saw that whenever i was looking into this do you think maybe because i don't remember that song and i know that i had obviously the cd do you think maybe like the uk version and the u.s version might be different yeah oh yeah no that's what i was just about to say so but even the Spotify, yeah. Yeah, no, it's not It's not on the Spotify version. So right. what happened was, in the original lineup, so the original layout of the album, it goes Henrietta, Flathead, Country Boys and City Girls, uh, Whistle for the Choir, Chelsea Dagger, uh, what was it? For the Girl, uh, Dog in a Bag, Creeping Up the Back Stairs, Vince the Lovable Stoner, Everybody Knows You Cried Last Night, Baby for Telly, uh, Got My Nuts from a Hippie, Old Black and Blue Eyes, and then uh, Dirty Berry Stole the Bluebird, Cigarello. And then the Gutterelli was a hidden track. Right. But then when they released it in the U.S., uh, Gutterelli moved up to song five and it bumped out Country Boys and City Girls. 
So I know that was a lot of listing just now. So so bear with me. I'm going back. Don't worry. I'm going to go back to Whistle for the Choir. Uh, originally titled Knickers in a Handbag. Uh, so that was, that was a fun <laughs> thing I read. I didn't read that. That's hilarious. Uh, yeah. The label didn't like that. Shocker. <laughs> but wait, they allowed uh, Country Boys. Country Boys. And in case you were wondering, it was spelled C-U-N-T-R-Y. Country Boys. Um, yeah, so pretty much what I got from this song is that it, it's <clears throat> it's about a lonely guy that turns to alcohol to deal with his woes and meets the most beautiful person he's ever seen at the bar. Uh, How many drinks has he had? <laughs> and he approaches her hesitantly knowing that he doesn't have anything to offer except that he will love her and treat her right. So like, it's kind of like a cutesy love song. That's like laced with laced with addiction, but it, I mean, it is a cute song. I will I say that. It's it's, yeah. It's, 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 it's kind of a cute song. Um, yeah, that's kind of where I went with it. It was like, you know, he meets a girl, but there was a lot of, like, uncertainty with it. You know, I was wondering, is she really as attractive as he's saying? Because he's at the bar, how much has he drank? Right. Um, is he, does he think he's not? Um, how drunk is he? Is he just really self-critical or, you know? But I really liked a lot of the the lyrics to it. Um, yeah, the lyrics are really nice. Yeah, like. So if you're lonely, why'd you say you're not lonely? Made me think of, you know, maybe she is lonely and doesn't want to tell anyone. Or, you know, maybe she's lonely, but she says she's not because she's not into him. Right. Like, which way is it? Um, he's just trying to, you know, understand. And my favorite line in the song is, so if you're crazy, I don't care, you amaze me. That's like my favorite part. Right. Oh, me, am I, you talk, I die, you smile, you laugh. <laughs> um so i read that it was featured in an episode of brothers and sisters and an episode of community really yeah and on the british drama brits brits with a z just one z yeah just one like <laughs> brats like the brats dolls but brits hmm. yeah interesting yeah so let's go <laughs> Chelsea Dagger is the next track. So this is from everything that I read is arguably their their biggest song. Um it's named after uh John Fratelli's quote unquote wife, Heather, um, who's a burlesque dancer, and that's her stage name. And it's a play on Britney Spears. Did you say Britney Spears? Yeah, Britney Spears. Um, I thought that was funny because I was like, I don't get it. I was like, oh, wait, Dagger Spears got it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I mean, in an interview, John actually said, and I, I love this quote because it's literally 
this is this this is what the song is this is what the video is and it's the most accurate description of the whole thing it's a rock and roll gig in an old speakeasy or something like that that's exactly what he said about the song and it's true that's what that's what it is it's just like a bunch of guys got together went to the speakeasy down the street for a burlesque show and you know just watched the dancers um accolades like crazy for this song like it was number 77 on rolling stones 100 best songs of 2007 which i'm gonna read more into this list because i'm very interested in it uh it peaked at number two on the scottish singles charts and number five on the uk singles charts like what and and it was fucking certified platinum by the i love this this the title of this organization the british phonographic uh i lost it what's the word phonographic industry ended in, i i lost it it's fine it's fine in 2018 it was certified platinum that's not important their title is not important because it's platinum it's platinum that's i know what, what platinum is that's ridiculous yeah that's ridiculous so here's where it gets even fucking crazier it's featured in so much shit i can't wrap my mind around it let's just start with sports shall we yes soccer that's not surprising football football um not surprising yeah so like the celtic soccer club the chelsea soccer club montreal impact because well, uh, it's chelsea so it kind of <laughs> it kind of goes yeah that was like it was like their stadium theme i was like okay uh perth glory uh circle bruges uh juventus uh the sporting club de portugal like it's all over the place in soccer um i'm gonna get back to to that one in a second um professional darts corporation i didn't know that was a thing i didn't either (laughs) uh but apparently they show it they they uh they play it during matches that are shown on itv4 which is like a tv station in in britain and imagine watching darts on tv right that's so weird (laughs) it's like in in dodge in the movie dodgeball when they're talking about like espn the ocho and it's like a bunch of just weird like off the wall like sport kind of events uh and at the 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 hong kong sevens was the other thing for professional darts it's some sort of tournament i think uh rugby apparently uh the the leinster rugby club i just want you to know that i wrote chub in my notes (laughs) so it says the rugby chub okay 
uh, and the Brisbane Broncos. Ironically, Chubb sounds like some sort of uh, like odd sex move. Yeah, it sounds like some sort of weird sex maneuver that I'm <laughs> I'm totally totally offended by. Uh, offended. It's also the goal song for the the Georgia Swarm of the National Lacrosse League. Uh, and apparently when this song is played, all the fans get up and do the Johnny Bravo dance. Uh, if you don't know, if you don't know what that is, um, just look up the Johnny Bravo cartoon from Cartoon <laughs> Network and just type in dance. Um, I actually believe the dance itself is called the monkey. Oh. Do the monkey with me. Yeah. <laughs> so the biggest one of sporting events is hockey. Yeah. So uh, this is the Chicago Blackhawks. Well, it started off as like their goal song. They started using it uh, during the 08-09 season. And then uh, it became like a huge thing during their Stanley Cup run in 2010, which... uh, sports tangent for a second it was their first cup run in 49 years 49 it's a long time yeah um and actually that same year it was also used by both of their minor league teams which were the the rockford ice hogs (laughs) and the indy fuel um then it was also used a lot during their 2013 Stanley Cup run, so much so that the uh, the Chicago Orchestra, um, their conductor, arranged an orchestral version of the song, and they performed it after they won the Cup. I gotta look this up. And they did it again after their their 2015 stanley cup win and uh it was also adopted as the goal song for the university of north dakota hockey team and one last one last hockey thing um is that it was ranked best goal song in the nhl by sports by sports illustrated (laughs) So, Excuse yeah. me? Well, since hockey's the only sport that I really follow, I mean, soccer I've followed in the past, but um, that's where I started to go off on a tangent because I was like, how would this song, well, especially after reading some of the lyrics and stuff, how is this song, like, so, I don't know. Right. Like, you said such a big, a big thing. Um, apparently, um, when this, you know 2008 2009 preseason they let an intern named matthew benjamin okay two first names <laughs> never, <laughs> never trust a guy with two first names to choose the music which you know i was reading an interview with him and um it's just kind of funny that they would just be like hey intern like choose the stuff so i guess he chose um several songs that they were using as the goal song but he worked this one into the rotation of the few that they were using. And then, you know, the majority of, like, the people 
um, Blackhawks headquarters said that they should just choose one Lone Bull song. So I guess there were three in the running. I didn't read the other two songs, but one was Fall Out Boy and one was a Gwen Stefani song. So I was trying to guess what those <laughs> those ones were. But this one, I guess, won out on on their choice, and they've been using it ever since. I just don't understand. Yeah. Yeah, I... No. I mean, but like, it, it's just so impressive that they that it's the best goal song in the NHL. Like that's that's impressive. Well, now I mean, I don't know everyone's goal songs, but now I'm gonna have to go look some of them up. I know, right? We should do an episode. Ooh, that'd be cool. <laughs> that'd be really interesting. Sports, sports anthem songs, sport, you know, specifically hockey because you know, yeah, hockey. yeah. So. Moving on from the sports the part, sports part uh, it was also featured in commercials for Amstel Light and Kit Kats. <laughs> uh, it was featured on the TV spot for the movie Open Season. It was also featured in the movies Run Fat Boy Run and Pitch Perfect. Was Open Season a cartoon movie? Yes. Okay, review for children. Uh huh. Song about burlesque dancers. Yep, awesome. you got it. <laughs> uh, it was on an episode of The Inbetweeners, and in the video games Burnout Dominator and Guitar Hero <laughs> on tour, modern hits. I'm sensing a theme here. Yeah, I think so many Guitar Hero. So. Yeah. Well. It's featured in so much stuff that it blows my mind. So, did you have anything that you wanted to add? Just lyric-wise. I mean, there's stuff I looked into. Please do. Um, I mean, the, the song's catchy. I think this is the one that, you know, I don't think this is the song I heard first, but this is probably the one that was an earworm for me for a while. Um, some of the lyrics, uh, I was like, okay, I know you best as a blagger. What's a blagger? <laughs> Yeah, I was wondering the same thing. What is Apparently, a Apparently, it's somebody that's persuasive or a smooth talker. Okay. Yeah, so um, it's obviously about a burlesque, burlesque dancer, which we did talk about. Yeah. Um, and some of the lyrics made me think, like, you must be a boy with bones like that. So I think what they were saying was, you know, they couldn't tell whether, you know, she was a... Because they talk about must be a girl with shoes like that, must be a guy with bones like that, like trying to figure out is she oh. male. Not that it matters, but I guess... They were just trying to figure out. Based on her features, yes. Interesting. Um, then, you know, it sounded like there was a little more than just, you know, burlesque dancing going on. Because I, I would have sold them to you if I could have kept... Could have just to keep the last of my clothes on. Yeah. Yeah. So there was that where, you know, she's already sold everything she could. Um, another drug reference about apparently when you're dancing slowly, sucking your sleeve, which never made sense to me. But apparently that's supposedly a heroin user's thing where they bite their sleeves so they can, you know, shoot up drugs. Which I'm like, oh, okay, well. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, huh. I thought they only did that in movies. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't personally <laughs> know much about uh yeah I'm, 
I don't imbibe in heroin, so like, <laughs> I, I'm not 100% sure on that one. But yeah, um, just has this um, this feeling of, you know, a, a, the dancer that may have more behind the scenes. Yeah, I mean, it, it is a really catchy song. So, I mean, I, I'll, I'll give it that. But it's kind of funny hearing, you know, the theme of that song used in, you know, kids' cartoon right? preview. <laughs> right? It's so weird. And so many sports. I mean, I don't know. So, uh, the song that actually follows it up on the version that I listen to is the Gutterati? <laughs> Question mark? Uh... And it's, see, I put it at the end of my notes because I was going by the way it was listed, but yeah. then I made sure that I went back went yeah. back and notated that. Um, so it's, I, I kind of got that it's like the, the kind of, the kind of friend that you can always rely on. Like the guy that you can call anytime and he'll, you know, yeah. he'll jump up to be there for you. And just like, you know just like that guy just the guy that you can always trust <laughs> the guy the guy so yeah like i was saying it's it's the fifth track on the u.s release uh which then bumps like the whole entire layout of the album uh yeah but that that's really what i got out of this was just like yeah this one didn't make a huge impression on me because like when i went back to listen because i listened like i said to the album years ago over and over and over and this is one that i'm just like mm, i think i must have skipped this one i don't know just wasn't as i mean yeah it's kind of just eh, it's okay right yeah um so then it gets into for the girl which I, I kind of got that it was like a, like a song about like a fling between like two young lovers, but that kind of also feeds into each other's vices, which is like drinking, a lot of drinking and drugs in this album. Yeah, I felt like um, the song is kind of like, um, like you were saying, you meet somebody, it's casual, and you're finding out how different the two of you are. Um. And the, the main line of that one, I think that um, it was like she was into the stones when I was into the roses. You know, she was whatever. It's going on and on about that. Yeah. Which obviously the girl's into the Rolling Stones, which I personally don't. <laughs> you know, I feel about the Rolling Stones. And I was like, the roses? But apparently they're saying it's the Stone Roses, which is, you know, a band from the 80s. I also didn't know. Oh, I didn't know that either. I was like, Guns N' Roses? Fuck. <laughs> Which, I mean, I'm totally for. Sure, um, yeah, Guns N' Roses. <laughs> Take you down to Paradise City. Hey, look. I was like, please tell me that's them, I'm saying. <laughs> look, I'm just saying, if if you were giving me the option to listen to The Rolling Stones or GNR, I'm 1,000% picking GNR. Oh, same. I w- even if I mean, it was... Even if it was only the song November Rain, if that was the only song I was allowed to listen to by GNR, I would still rather listen to that. I still want to know what happened in November Rain in the video. I'm just so confused. What the fuck is up with the dolphin? 
Why is there a dolphin? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> That's a tangent. Tangent. Yeah, so the, um, yeah, the Stone Roses was a less mainstream alternative, you know, psychedelic band from the 80s. So I'm guessing, like, he was saying, like, she's, she basic. Like, <laughs> as my child would say, <laughs> she basic. Like, she likes, you know, Rolling Stones, but he likes this, you know, like. Like, super underground. Yeah. Also, I'm kind of interested. Yeah? Psychedelic band from the 80s? (laughs) Come on, you know how I feel about 80s music. Oh, yes, I do. I love 80s music. So... I'm sorry, I didn't mean to No, that's about it. Okay. It wasn't like a relationship that would be, you know, it wouldn't last based on their differences. So, the (laughs) next song. The next song's called Dog in a Bag. Um, (laughs) All one word. Um, I'm going to be honest, I'm not really, really too sure what this song's about. Same. Um, I think Again, on, the, on the surface, I think it seems like a song that's kind of like about the travels of like a vagabond with a dog <laughs> that like, that's all he's got. But like, otherwise it's, it's kind of a forgettable song. Musically, it's cool, but like, otherwise it's just, it's just there. Dog dog in a bag. (laughs) It's like pigs in a blanket. Dog in a bag, pigs in a blanket. You know. Letting the cat out of the bag. Oh. Keep the dog in the bag. Because if you didn't, you'd have to sing Who Let the Dogs Out. Who? 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 Tangent. Fuck. (laughs) Um, So the next song is. Creeping up the back stairs, which sounds like a euphemism for butt sex. <laughs> um, I actually really like this song. Yeah, me too. Um, what I did right here, though, was uh, it feels like Chelsea Dagger Part 2. Oh. Or like, like what happens after Chelsea Dagger. Because like it's almost like you have Chelsea Dagger, which is like you're at the burlesque show. The morning and then creeping up the back stairs is like moving from the burlesque show up to the bar and like the after party and like like the after party of a speakeasy a bunch of sleazy dancers with drugs and like yeah selling ease in the dark and (laughs) like that has to be a drug reference and like (laughs) closing the bar at sunrise because like it talks about like you know like the sun coming up and stuff yeah, that was the vibe I got with, like, sneaking around and, and having fun, like, whether it's sneaking out, sneaking back in after being out late or, you know. See, and I, I thought of it when I when I thought of it as, like, this, like, sequel to a song previously on the album. I thought of it as, like... Chelsea Dagger 2, Electric Boogaloo. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I thought of it as, like, the... Like, they, they step out back to do drugs and then come back in to keep drinking 
or they like step out back for some shenanigans drugs <laughs> more drugs yeah but yeah i mean I, I really like this song and i i, I definitely think that if you if you listen to it now with the Chelsea Dagger Part 2 mentality, it kind of makes sense together. Huh. You have to go back and do that. Yeah. Um, so the, the next song is called Vince the Lovable Stoner. <laughs> uh, it's exactly what it sounds like. It's a song about a, a handsome, likable guy that uh has a drug addiction and everybody everybody wants to be him or wants to fuck him but he's just a a drug addict the thing that made me laugh was i was reading um some people were saying is is vince mince (laughs) like is mince the vince (laughs) also uh so there's a reference specifically in this song to uh the fact that he lives in a bluebird so i looked up what a bluebird is i don't know if you did no i started to but i didn't get there i was like it's so be vehicle. it is um so it's it's the it's a nissan at the time would have been a, a datsun oh it's the datsun bluebird from from what i gathered they're considering like maybe like a late 60s to 70s model because that was when it was more popularly more more popularly and more openly sold in europe was like into the 70s Mm -hmm. so i assumed that that's when they were talking about this but still it's a pretty nice car (laughs) <laughs> I mean, I looked it up and I was like, why does that sound so familiar? Like, are they talking about the same bluebird? And I looked it up and for sure they definitely are. Huh. Yeah. The reference I looked up was Salad Days. Because it said that he was listening to the Salad Days. Which. Oh, I yeah. Like, I mean, I've heard Salad Days before. And then apparently, you know, it's a Shakespearean expression. Meaning that um, like a youthful time, which I thought was funny because I have heard it used as an expression. Oh, it's from Anthony and Cleopatra. But it's also a minor fet song. It's like popular in 1985. So um, people were saying it's probably that's what he was, his reference was based on the time of the song and the, the feel of the guy. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. The line I liked the most, though, I was confused about was the Catholic girls love him in a hundred million different ways. And I was like, those Catholic girls. Right? <laughs> Spoken as an ex-Catholic girl. <laughs> Living with a Catholic guilt. <laughs> uh, so the next song is Everybody Knows You Cried Last Night. So just at me next time. I know, right? <laughs> um, so I kind of got that this... Bear with me here, because this is what I gathered from the song. So this this song kind of came out as like a young, like real pretty girl that's like she's a sex worker, but she doesn't want to be a sex worker because she's got like she's got dreams, but like she sells her body to make money. 
Yeah, I got a similar, but not the sex worker. I got, you know, when I was trying to figure it out, I was like, okay, young girl who's looking for something more out of, you know, relationships or whatever, but she just keeps looking around places. Okay, sure. Just, but I mean, I guess like, yeah. could be either one. like we always say, like it could definitely. Yeah, I feel like some of, you know, some of these things, it, it, it's so they're like a universal kind of, you know, you can apply in any one situation. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it was okay. It's an okay song. Uh, the next one is Baby Fratelli. The one thing that I that I thought was really funny about this song that I read, um, apparently when it was released, it was released as an EP, and the EP was released on a USB. What? <laughs> yeah, it was a limited edition USB, and on the USB there was an exclusive documentary, and a competition to see them in New York City on March 23rd, 2007. Sounds like a Weezer kind of thing. Right. Like... Right. <laughs> right. And there were only like 7,000 of them made. Huh. But what hurt them is that any of the plays that came off the USB didn't, didn't count, count on the charts. I was like, damn it, that sucks. Well, how would you even count that? Though? Right. It was uncountable. Uh, so, I mean, I, I kind of got that it was like, kind of like just about having a good time at all costs or kind of lack thereof. Uh, cause it talks about like not having the petrol and, <laughs> uh, but also they made it, they make a reference to the bluebird again in this song. So. Yeah, there's a part, um, I don't remember exactly, but yeah, the Friday's Nightmare thing made me think, oh, is it like, took her home and she was Friday's Nightmare, Saturday's, I don't know. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Friday's Nightmare, Saturday's Headache. Yeah, but there's Friday's Wonder, like in another one of the verses. Yeah. So, like, again, back to the the taking home whatever you were talking to at the bar with your <laughs> beer goggles on. Oh, uh, it was also, it was featured in an episode of Community. That's a second Community. I know, right? And it was featured in the movie Hot Fuzz. That I didn't know. Yeah. They're actually, they have two songs on that soundtrack. One of them was a cover by the band from the band T-Rex. Oh. I can't remember what the song's called. They apparently have done a lot of covers. I'm going to look into it because I love covers. I've never heard that. Yeah, a thing or two. You've, you've heard. <laughs> um, I, think the sec I think the next song is my favorite uh, title. <laughs> I'm nuts from a hippie. It's a great title. Uh, and it's, it is literally exactly what you think it's about. It's about losing your virginity to, to a, a hippie. hippie in a, in a van. Oh, it was a bluebird van? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was a camper van, actually. Mm. Uh, that was really all I got from this. It's yeah. a fun song. Um. Wasn't much to it. Not much to it. That's it. Yeah. 
It's really straightforward. That's, I mean, like, you don't have to read too deep into it to know that, like, it's literally about about losing your virginity to a hippie. Hey, whatever. Whatever floats your boat. Right? Whatever gets your goat. Uh, so the, the last song on the album is Old Black and Blue Eyes, which I thought was a really clever title. Um, and it's, I think I kind of got like a, another like young love kind of vibe out of it or, uh, like young love fling with a girl vibe. Um, and like, she's got really, really big dreams. Like she wants to be something big, um, but is too busy you know, living in the moment with, you know, with everything that's going on. Um, I thought I remember reading that um, Chelsea was mentioned in the song. Yeah, I think it is. Um, Honestly, it's kind of a forgettable song. I don't really know that I cared for it that much. It's okay. Yeah. I, I, I thought that it was really kind of a like a garbage ending. Uh, I, I feel like it started. The album started pretty strong, and then and then it like, just kind of like tapers off. Yeah. That's why I really want to try and find the other copy, the original song layout, right? Because I feel like I feel like that version, after listening to the songs that were not included on the album, because I I also went back. Because then technically after this, on the original album, it would have been Dirty Berry Stole the Bluebird, which again, <laughs> reference to the Bluebird, and the song is literally what you think. I read a lyric, or I watched a lyrics video, and it's literally what you think it is. It's a song about a guy that steals a car. There's a lot of names in their songs. <clears throat> right? Um, and then after that would have been the song Cigarello, which I also listened to that. Great song. Should have been on the album. Well, then we should make a playlist of the original songs. And if I can find them all, because some of them, like, I didn't see anywhere on Spotify, so I'm gonna have to. Try to figure it out. I'm gonna yeah. have to dig deeper for them. I know a couple of them will be on other EPs, which I'll 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 do the work. <laughs> we'll, we'll figure it out. But yeah, so I mean, all in all, I think I think I really I enjoyed it by my like seventh listen um yeah i was um when i knew you were having some trouble listening to it i was regretting giving you this one but i'm i'm glad that you did because i think it really i think it really challenged me to to kind of look more into what i could actually like about it Mm mm-hmm and then once I started listening to it more and realized, like, how actually, like, kind of punk rock these guys are, I was like, all right. And, but then, of course, like, listening to the songs that didn't make it onto the album, those songs are straight fucking punk songs. And it makes me sad that they didn't make it onto the main album because I feel like it could have been big. Yeah. But yeah, they're still making music. I mean, yeah, they music. just they just released an album at the beginning of April. I think April 2nd of this year. 
they released an album. Yeah, so I mean, it's good to see that, like, yeah. 15 years later, they're still recording. Right? Like, but they've only done, like, six albums. Six or seven albums, which is crazy. I meant to go back, though, and I actually wanted to see... Um, like what other big bands were in the same year. That's what I was just thinking whenever we were saying that um, you said if they had included a couple different songs that maybe they would have been big. But yeah, I mean, obviously Justin Timberlake. <laughs> right. Um, <clears throat> but I would think that that, um, that would be like a different audience mostly. A different audience well i don't know like it was on you know number two on the their chart in the uk or whatever but like you know how we have like adult contemporary charts and whatever like i don't know jt's more of a pop well yeah yeah i mean i'm just curious yeah as i was we're... kind of thinking that too as we're talking about it, I, I'm just, I'm just kind of like looking through. See, and I kind of thought that I remembered there being a big White Stripes album that year, and there was. It was it was Icky Thump, which is like one of the White Stripes like bigger mainstream albums. So like, when I initially listened to this, I really heard. A lot of white stripes i heard like the vines uh the hives like all those like those very like similar like alternative grungy rock revivalist kind of bands that came up mm-hmm. during that time so i mean i i i have grown to to like it a lot i don't know that i would necessarily listen to the whole album yeah. i think we were kind of talking about that a little bit like i don't i don't think that i would that i would necessarily go out of my way to listen to the whole thing but like maybe on a playlist yeah there's a couple songs that are in my regular rotation sure uh, like i could chelsea dagger i was um, gonna say like i feel like probably the first the first like four songs for sure yeah Like Henrietta, Flathead, uh, Chelsea Dagger. Yeah, Ch- Chelsea Dagger for the girl. Those those are in my regular like listening playlists. But um, keep it down the back stairs. Yes, I was just gonna say. Like, that I could definitely see some of them making it, but I don't necessarily know that I would always listen to the whole album. Yeah, I think there's like half the album that I regularly like. I think, an, I think another thing that really made me struggle with it, though, is that musically, it gets a little boring at the like the halfway point in mm-hmm. the album, because like some of the songs start to sound the same. Yeah. Which I think is why I was having a hard time with it, because I just wasn't really sure. Sometimes I wasn't really sure what song I was listening to. Well, you know what? I had read this. Um, some of the reviews were really mixed. 
about it. Oh, um, yeah. Some people said that the album was front-loaded with the hits, so it was like the yeah. beginning of the album was the better part. Yeah. Um, some people were saying, like, the band themselves um, were more like horny but harmless schoolboys. <laughs> yeah, I read that, too. And I was, I like, was like, accurate, not wrong. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it definitely was clear that the first half of the album was the more popular. Yeah, I, I, I just... Which is a shame, honestly, because I really think that if, and I, again, like I'm gonna have to go back and find. I'm gonna see if I can find like maybe like an import CD copy of it. Just like the Americans to f it all up. <laughs> right? I just don't understand. I don't know. I want to. I want to hear. I want to hear the original layout of the album as it was designed. As it was designed. You know, I lo- I put a lot more thought into like the order of songs and and stuff like that now that right. we're doing this and you listen to albums versus how I would listen to music before. Um, I put a lot more thought into it now. Yeah. So like I I, I don't know. I think I'm I'm gonna really do do some some searching because I'd like to hear I'd like to hear it the other the other way to see exactly how it sounds. Some post episode research. Right. So I'm gonna take a little break from doing album stuff here. And uh we're gonna get into one of our newest segments, uh, which we aptly call That's my new band name. That's my new band name. So we had a couple, and I know you have some that we, we wrote down. We had one from earlier. Oh, yeah. That we were talking about. Uh, Feisty Lava. <laughs> that one was in there. What was the one that we had earlier? Oh, Rainbow Machine. Rainbow Machine. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a, That sounds like a psychedelic band. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, like like hippies. and um, Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then... So we had one that could potentially be two different bands, depending <laughs> on the way it's spelled. Uh, so it's it's bare maximum. And <laughs> well, that came up because we were talking about bare minimum, and you're like, bare minimum implies that there's the, the existence of, of bare, bare maximum. maximum. Yeah, and I was like, that's it. That's my new band name. Bare maximum. If it's if it's bare maximum, but bare is spelled B A R E, it's got to be a hair metal band. Yeah. But if it's bare maximum spelled B-E-A-R maximum, then I would see it as more like a post-hardcore band. I can see it. Either way, it's a great name. Bare Maximum, the hair metal band, 100% open up for Taint Slap. (laughs) Taint Slap's never going away. I'm imagining like a festival poster, right? Like taint slap, and like in the you know the the smaller lettering. Bare maximum. Bare maximum. No, the the festival would be like Steel Panther, would be the headliner, <laughs> and then like right below them in like the the smaller bill would be taint slap, and bare maximum. The taint slap will tell you like on Sunday. You know, if it's a weekend. Well, no, they'd be like, <laughs> they'd be like right before 
Steel Panther. Like they would be like the last act to go on before the headliner. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I totally want to make a fake festival poster now. I do too. Of all of our. <laughs> That'd be so fun. That would be so fun. There was one yesterday too, and I can't remember what it's. Something wedge. I can't remember what it was now. Oh God! What was it? We'll think about it. We'll have it in. We'll have it ready for next episode. Yes. Or we'll forget about it completely. One or the other. One or the other. <laughs> There's really no middle ground. <laughs> all right. So I guess this one is my turn now. Um, yeah. All right. You gave me matchbook romance, which I swear I'm gonna call matchbox romance at one point here. I'm gonna. Really try not to. <laughs> That's that uh that Matchbook Romance Matchbox Twenty cover band, right? Yes, yes. Matchbox Romance. Matchbox Twenty Romance. I don't know. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So their album "Stories and Alibis," um, which was their debut stadium stadium album. God damn it. Studio album. <laughs> Released in two thousand three. Um. I was interesting that like. The band was formed in two th- or 1997 in Poughkeepsie, New York. And the only reason I wrote that down is that's where my dad's from, or that area. Um, the original name of the band was The Getaway. And um, I believe I remember reading that they had to change their name because there was another band uh, in Canada called The Getaway. Um, really? Um, it's not big blue monkey well the original um okay so andrew andrew and ryan were in a band together previously called fizzle wink <laughs> okay punk rock band all right yeah so <laughs> all right <laughs> so that one made me laugh okay fizzle wink um yeah but they originally signed as getaway and they had to change their name for legal reasons um Okay, so yeah, I um, the name Matchbook Romance um, comes from the '30s and '40s, where people at the bar would write their you know addresses on matchbooks and hand them to potential, you know, dates. Um, I thought it was interesting that they were discovered via um, MP3.com and PunkNews.org websites. Um, that's where they became popular. So to me, I think. Um, just thinking of how music has evolved on the on the internet is interesting to hear that how they were um, discovered. But you know, I was sad to find out that they're no longer making music. They announced an infinite hiatus, indefinite hi- hiatus. I mean, it might as well be. It might as well be infinite, right? It might as well be infinite because it's legitimately the saddest thing ever. Because like this album is such a strong strong fucking album yeah so i read a lot of reviews about this because there wasn't a lot of information about like the specific lyrics so i went through reading a lot of people's reviews and um let's see it sold over two hundred thousand copies um the reviews say that this album was really evolved and catchy and hard to believe that this is their first full-length album right um so yeah it got a lot of you know great reviews 
Um, and after this album, it said that the band was, you know, constantly writing. Um, when they're on the tour bus during this tour, they had walls um, that were covered with ideas and new song lyrics. Um, I was reading some interviews with Ryan. They were um, talking about influences to the band. Um, Ryan said that he had decided to be a musician when he first heard Nirvana, so he taught himself the guitar. Um, some of his um, influences were no effects in Bad Religion, which obviously okay. I enjoy both. Um, Oh, yeah. So um, the interview with Andrew was talking about the potential band names that they were coming up with after, you know, the getaway. <laughs> and he said that Matchbook Romance was at the bottom of the of the list that he had come up with. But everybody else liked it. The label, the manager, whatever, because of like um, how the lyrics are. There's a lot of romantic type, you know, stuff in the album. It's sad emo boy shit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so um, a lot of people were saying that yeah they were they're real similar to motor, mo, motion city soundtrack. I can't speak tonight, um, but yeah they their story is that they built up their own um, like fan base through promoting themselves through word of mouth and on the website. Um, they had a lot of DIY self promotion, and I thought it was really cool that you know they were signed by Epitaph. Yeah. Um, Brett Gerowitz, who is best known as a guitarist of Bad Religion, who also is the owner of Epitaph. Yeah. Which I was like, well, that's really cool. Yeah, I mean... That reminded me of the, um, was a story of the year that snuck onto, uh, what's his name's bus? <laughs> right, and left there. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. I mean, it, this seemed like um, another example of if you really, really want to, you know, make it big, you got to put in that work. And I mean, that's what, that's what they were saying here. A lot of stuff being done DIY. Um, they set up their own website. Right. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, I mean, that reminded me of, of like, bands that we had talked about before. Yeah. So, yeah, really disappointed that they're not making music anymore. I know. I, I've, I've been saying for years that I really wish that they would, that they would get back together and, and like, do, do the thing again. <laughs> do the thing. Do the thing. So yeah. Um, however, yeah, when I read a lot of the lyrics, they feel like they're straightforward. Um, sad emo, emo, fuck, emo boy shit. Why can't I speak tonight? Um, yeah. So I mean, I went into the lyrics a little bit, just how you know I felt about a lot of the the stuff, but um, there wasn't a lot out there. So we're just gonna go start in the track. Um, the introduction. Um, track one is just mostly instrumental, but you can almost hear words under the music. Yeah, which I I didn't really notice until you. So I was trying to figure out what it said because when I hear you know those sort sort of things under the music, I want to know what they're saying. Um, not sure if there are lyrics, but they're saying some fans said that the lyrics behind are "Tiger Lily, we drive tonight, you're by my side, we're talking about our lives." So I mean. <laughs> So like a mishmash of lyrics from yeah from another song. Yep. Interesting. Yep. So I mean, I went back and forth. I listened multiple times. I couldn't make out any words. But that's what people are saying. Um so from there, I think the album starts really strong. 
Um, track two is Your Story is My Alibis, which, you know, that's where the album title comes from. Um, it's a great opening song. I read a review that um, like it's, an, it's emotional, basically, is what they were going for. And I think anybody can relate to the lyrics because it's, um, it's de- desperation. Everyone's felt it. Yeah. You know, give me something worth living for. Tell me a reason worth fighting for. Anything to keep me breathing. I mean, I feel like every one of the albums that we've gone over, the emo albums, have like this type of track where, you know. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. I, I feel like. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's it's a song that, you know, everything you had that means something, you're trying to find that that reason to keep going. Right. Um, yeah. The, I, I like a lot of the lyrics here. Ask me, ask me to tell you some, uh, ask me to tell me something so typical, a lullaby or something miserable that will keep me up at night. Cross out my eyes. I know you planned it. You know, I love you and I can't stand it. We just lost control. And then he talks about crossing things out, cross out my eyes, cross these things out on the calendar. The cross out eyes made me think of like the emoji where like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like the dead face, like shocked, disbelief, dead. Right. Just, well, I thought, yeah, I was like, well, apparently that emoji is disbelief. Which I was like, to me, that's the, like, it's the open mouth. Yeah, like. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that gave me a visual with, you know, and to me, this song kind of hits home because, you know, giving me a reason to keep, you know, living has related to this, this pandemic stuff where I need a reason to keep keep going. Every day is the same day, you know, kind of loses its meaning. Right. So this one, I really liked it. Um, yeah, it's it's like March 400th, 2020 right now. So like... Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, next track uh, is Playing for Keeps. And this is the first song that I have heard. I think you put it on the playlist that when we first met, Josh yeah. gave me a nice sampling of things that he liked. Um, this is one that has, you know, from the first listen, I think I liked it. Um, I like the way it starts. It's so simple and complicated the way you can crush me, no matter how much this hurts, this is through. Um, I mean, I, I feel that it's so simple and complicated. Everything I feel is, is. I mean, I think that that lyric in itself is so like, it's so layered. Yeah. Like, cause it's, it's so deep because it's, it's a, it's clear that whatever there was is ending. Oh yeah. But it's like a gut punch. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's like, but they, they've had almost a trouble relationship the whole time. Right. And it's, this line speaks how complicated it's been. Um, he, he has a, a hold on his emotions and it's complicated because everything's just tangled and messy. So, you know, the, the chorus is, are we playing for keeps these days again and they don't end for weeks? Leave me left out of anything to do with you. Excuse me, life fall apart, don't fall out of yourself, sweetheart. That part, that's the part that I like. The, the, the chorus, I think that's catchy. Um, just gives me the the on and again off again relationship. Yeah, yeah. It, it's yeah. definitely you. Definitely get that. Like, it's almost like the I don't want to be done, 
but this thing is killing me oh yeah kind of kind of note where you're just like oh yeah i think it has one of the like the one of my favorite lines in it is you're you're as welcome as cancer but my door is always unlocked and then you're just like god fucking wow yeah that's where i was leading up to right here because i didn't think that i could even like describe it because i was like whoa yeah (laughs) yikes that's the podcast (laughs) (laughs) and that's the podcast um yeah um from that i listened to the uh the acoustic version which i really did like um yeah that was on the split ep with motion city soundtrack so um that one obviously wasn't on the album, but it's good. Yeah, it's really good. I mean, because the song has a lot of feeling in itself, and in the acoustic version, I feel like that's more the prevalent. The acoustic version, if I... Here's the thing, okay? I own that <laughs> split EP, and I swear to God I've never listened to it, and I don't know why. That being said, I know that I've heard oh, yeah. an acoustic version of this song, and I'm if sure. it's the same one that I'm that i have heard it's really interesting because his voice is very restrained yeah so like he sings in a way lower key oh yeah but i and i almost think that when he sings that low it makes some of the lyrics more meaningful right because like the other way it just sounds like it sounds like two lovers that have had so much so much of a, of a tumultuous relation, relationship that like they're screaming at each other. Oh right. But then like this is he's defeated. Yeah, when you listen to the acoustic version of it, he's done. Yeah. He's defeated. He's just he's he's broken. So like it's like you get two different feelings when you listen to the song. But I definitely think it was good that I heard you know the album version first. Yeah. Because. The album version is definitely more impactful. Yes. But the acoustic version is more emotional. And it definitely meant more knowing that I had already known the song really well. Right. Um. So yeah, this is a clear favorite of mine. Still, it's a great song. Um. So moving on to track four, Promise. Um, this one was featured on Punkorama 9, which I, I don't remember how far I had in the Punkoramas, but we had talked before about the compilations, and those were awesome. Yeah, and I, into a lot of different... yeah, we were also talking, I think in the future, we might do a whole episode on yeah. the beauty that was compilation albums. Yeah, I don't know that people now, you know, who discover music you know all sorts of ways on the internet understand that like well back then when, when i was growing up you could only really hear what was on the radio unless you traded music with people or well whatever. i mean because when you when you really think about it look at spotify yeah it does the daily mix mm-hmm. and discover. that's it's the same thing yeah. it's just in a digital format and i think that's awesome yeah. Well, those, I mean, are based on things that you already like. Right. But. Right. But it's it's the same vein where okay. it's like, you know, you like, but it also goes back to the whole thing where like, when you look at like punk, post-hardcore, pop punk, like 
emo, screamo, like all that kind of stuff. When that stuff was turning from like the mid to late 90s into the early 2000s, like the exposure via compilation was they were so like well curated because you would get old punk and new punk Mm -hmm. you would get like this weird eclectic mix of like just everything Mm -hmm. because like i remember there's one there's one uh compilation that i have still that's like it has something by jimmy world something by afi taking back sunday thursday and i want to say there's another like really heavy band on there like finch or or something and it's like it just takes you like all over this myriad of like different genres and that's where you like you enjoyed stuff like the the give them the boot series and the punkorama series and like the the fat wreck i was a big fan of the fat wreck well, obviously because you know fat mike yeah. no effects yeah yeah no no secret that i'm a no effects fan <laughs> definitely not anyways tangent yeah, maybe so in the f- maybe in the future that'll be a whole episode punkorama though they were on punkorama which makes sense because it's an epitaph definitely yeah exactly um this one you know all the songs feel like you could apply if you you know different situations to them too so like it was hard to come up with one thing that you know i thought it would be um this one was about you know someone who left everything behind even though you know her boyfriend's lost without her you know he spends time remembering what it was like when they were together and how hard it's you know is being without her right um kind of makes you think of like how someone can be so dependent on someone that they love that they only feel alive when they're together i mean i can relate right um but this one's definitely um yeah what would you say if i asked you not to go to forget everyone forget everything and start over with me and then you know the chorus is i feel i've lost everything when you're gone remembering what it's like to have you here with me i thought you should know you're not making this easy um, yeah, I just, the lyrics are real powerful. I mean, I fall asleep tonight because that brings me closer to you is the part that, um, you know, he'll see her in his dreams. So you know, he just wants to sleep because that's when, you know, he can see her. Um, apparently there's a video. Oh yes, there was a video. Uh, this is what I was telling you about. I was confused because I was watching this video. There's a back and forth between the man playing and a woman sleeping in this canopy bed. Like he's watching her and like lurking around her room. <laughs> and she's sleeping, so she has no idea. But you see, like, she's getting ready to leave. Like, you know, and you see her her room is covered with like pictures and whatever, like photos of their memory together. So at some point, he must have taken some down. He leaves this path of pictures for her. And then when she wakes up, she picks them up, follows the path. She takes one, puts it on her mirror, and, like, the mirror shatters. So, like, (laughs) then it looks like there's this number 21 made of little notes. 
of pictures on her rug. And I was like, okay, there's got to be significance to 21. Right. But, like, the whole thing was confusing. Definitely, like, fit the, like, the lyrics, but, like, it was just, like, this. You're just like, watching it and you're like, what the fuck is going on? This dramatic ass video that, like, didn't make a lot of sense. But, I don't know. <laughs> it was kind of funny. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I like that song. I felt like there was a lot of, you know, if I didn't have the video imagery in my head, I would have something probably similar. Um, but I really like the, the part where he's, you know, I'll fall asleep tonight because that brings me closer to you. Um, all right, so um, the next one's Lovers and Liars featured on Punkarama 10, which I didn't realize because wow. I, think, I think somewhere in the single digit Punkaramas is when I stopped. I was actually just looking at the, the wiki on the Punkarama series. There's only 10 of them. Oh, okay. So they were on the last one. Okay. Well, yeah. Um, last two, I guess. Yeah, so this one, uh, obviously, <laughs> another troubled romance song. Imagine that. Shocker. <laughs> Where someone uses your words against you and they're holding grudges. Um, yeah, like, let's start out by starting over. What did I expect? You're no good at lying and I'm no good at comebacks, but you're so untouchable. Like, you know, he's the one who did everything wrong. He can't say anything about her. Because she's untouchable. Um, the chorus is great in this song. Oh, yeah. Um, why didn't I write it down? Don't hold this against me. Oh, yeah. I've already said I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, the song made me feel like, you know, this person is not good at, you know, this type of conversation, which I'm also not. So. <laughs> Ooh, really bad at confrontation, <laughs> as am I. Yeah, I bet you've got every word I said memorized in your head and you use every one of them against me. Um, he's trying to, you know, reason with her until the very end where, you know, I hope you choke on every word you spoke when you were screaming at me and realize how many times I've tried. But that's just wishful thinking. Like, in the end, he wants an apology for, like, what happened. Right. But he's just not going to get it. Yeah, and he knows that. Yeah, yeah. So, <clears throat> um yeah, and then in the chorus part, you can hear, tell all your friends about me, like, behind the, the words. And I was like, well, that's, you know, just adds to the chorus being. Right, because it's like, it's like she's going to her, to her friends and talking shit. Right, right. And I mean, nothing he can say is going to change that, even though nope. he's already said he's sorry. Yeah. Yeah, so I really like that one. Yeah, that's a great song. Um. <clears throat> So that's followed by Tiger Lily, which I know is... It's one of my favorite songs on the album. Yeah, yeah. It's a beautiful song. It's one of my... F I would put it in my top ten songs, like, of all time. Really? Yeah. I'm interested to see this top ten. But you can only pick ten. It's an, it's, <laughs> it's an intangible floating number of, of ten songs. <laughs> Even I'm not sure what they all are. Yeah, so this one is um, the ballad. Yeah. Uh, you know, every album has yeah. <laughs> There's kind of a pattern here. But, like, the music, the, the words, everything is just gorgeous about the yeah. song. I really, really like it. The, um, the music itself is gorgeous. Like, mm -hmm. it, it's, very, it's very simplistic, but, like, well, well put together. 
Yeah. And I think the song has um, somehow accomplished like both the feel of somebody you just met and how important they are to you, but also somebody that you've known forever and you're seeing them for the last time. Yeah. Yeah. It somehow has both of those captured in the same song, which, you know, I thought was, was interesting. Um, I'm kind of sad. I mean, the song, it's beautiful, but it sounds like an ending and that that's sad. Um, I also think that it's, uh, lyrically it's very powerful. Like, mm -hmm. but then you add in, the vocals yeah like the the split harmony vocals that's the part that i think is what really makes this song yeah yeah the har- that was what i was trying to describe the harmony yeah. part um yeah the part the one line that i like the best was i'll be going through withdrawal of you for this one night we've spent which is what you know hints that it's somebody you just met right that you have an instant connection with um talking about you know, um, yeah. I think one of my favorite lines is actually what follows that. Uh, when he says, um, hold on, I just lost it. Uh, well, I wrote and I want to speak these words, but I guess I'll just bite my tongue. Except someday, somehow, is the so words words, hang on. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so, I mean, it's, it's got, like, that, you know, the potential of it, you know, it's, hoping that someday. Right. It's almost like the potential of something that may never be. Yeah, the last verse where um, he's like, I don't want to speak these words. I don't want to make things any worse. Um, why does this night have to end? Why, do, why don't we hit restart and pause at our favorite parts? We'll skip the goodbyes. Um. Yeah, it, it feels like about that re- realization where somebody you just met is super important to you and you, you know, you want more, but you don't. Well, yeah, and it even encompasses in the next line where it's like, if I had it my way, I'd turn this car around and run away. Mm-hmm. Just you and I. Um, so someone in one of the, um, the lyric sites wrote about seeing them live. And they said um, when they saw Matchbook Romance, in 2004, they saw them perform the song, and he said he wrote it about a girl who broke up with him not long ago. He said, but that's what love's all about, you know? It can make you feel like shit, but it can make it can show you the best fucking things in life. Yeah. And I was like, well, that, yeah. They're amazing live. That, that, um, that like, describes the song, and a lot of them. Yeah. Like, you know. Yeah, you said they were amazing live. Which... Yeah, absolutely. Which after listening to this, you know, a dozen or more times, I'm like, you're like, damn it, I'm never gonna get to see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and everybody that had written about seeing them all said they were amazing. Yeah. Um. All right. So next track is "Shadows Like Statues." Um, I like the placement of the song after "Tirely" because, um, it's the contrast. I feel is. Yeah, it was like powerful. they they put in like a little bit of a heavier yeah yeah and i think that like from the emotional song entirely into the song it it gives it like more angst right behind it um basically this one is um somebody he loves is cheating on him because it starts out with this you know visual that he's like in a car like lean back is this that the one where he's like yeah there's no such thing as second chances. There's no such thing. Don't bother to explain. Um, 
I like the part where, oh yeah, you, you feel so much for someone and they don't seem to just give a fuck at all, you know, or dealing with someone's dramatic change. You're so beautiful. Did you hear a word I said? You're so beautiful. I guess this is what I get. So like this contrast between like, and the part that I really like is where does our story end? Where does it start? I buried you along with my heart. Right. That's one of those like, ooh. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, this song has like this, you know, angsty feeling of like betrayal. And it's just. Yeah. It's it's definitely a good follow up, like you were saying, to to Tiger Lily, because it's like you're you're brought down to this like really low point And then it like just throws you back into it. Right. Right. Yeah, that one was just. Um... And I, I think almost if if you really if you really think about it, because what this is like the fifth song on the album, seven. I believe seven seven five whatever. <laughs> um, seven five twenty five seven five twenty five. <laughs> Eight seven seven cash now. Uh... <laughs> JG Wentworth. <laughs> yes. Uh, I think it's almost like you you were starting off on the the emotional slope of things Mm -hmm. and then you get into the the really angsty angry stuff yeah yeah because that's like that makes up the second part of the album i think right right um yeah from that goes into my eyes burn um that song was one of the the earworm things that i that i had while i was listening to this um, it was on the 2004 Work Tour compilation, yeah. which I really like the compilation CDs. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I have to say that I think the opening to this song is one of the more like recognizable like intros to a song. Like just that like real plucky yeah. guitar opening. Yeah, I agree with you on that. This song has... This song has single-handedly made it on a, a huge amount of, of mixed CDs that have been made in the past. Like, I can definitely say that much with confidence. Because it's a great song. Yeah. Yeah, but um, this one here is like, you know, after relationship ends. Actually, it kind of feels like this is a like a, like a logical sequel to the last song. I didn't even think about it till now. Yeah. But yeah, it's like relationship ends and the hurt that he's left with and like just another time when things just didn't work out. Um, you think I'd learn after these, these years, good things won't last forever. Um, it's kind of like you're waiting for the other shoe to drop. Right. Like, I can relate to that totally. Like maybe there is no other shoe, but like you're always. Well, right. Because I mean, the, the... shoes come in pairs. The... <laughs> The next line really encompasses what you just said. Yeah. You only wanted the things I couldn't give to you and you need, you had it all anyway. Um, so the chorus of this was pretty powerful too. Let's take everything and leave me scrambling, reaching for something that wasn't there in the first place. Um, yeah. So I really, really like that one. Um, moving on. <laughs> This she'll never understand. Yeah, this is like the jilted lover kind of section here. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I guess you could split this album into like three. 
because you have like the really like emotional part and then like the the angsty jilted lover part and then it kind of ends out with like the kind of back up again back in the saddle (laughs) kind of vibe yeah um yeah so she'll never understand this one obviously i think it's kind of obvious um basically that like he isn't the guy that she wanted to be like he's wanting to know like what what she's gonna do if he can't live up to what what she wants like right if i can't be the guy you've always wanted me to be if i can't say the words you always wanted me to say if i fall in the end would be holding on to me because you said you never leave me so it's all in like past tense keeping up with you is something i could never do a fucking waste of my time is all you become it's just like i don't know just gives me this this image of this you know sad guy right sad emo boy relationship sad emo boy right (laughs) yeah this whole this album okay so uh, i will play the sad emo boy card for a minute and say confidently that this album has gotten me through breakups easily because it's just uh, every song on it is very relatable in one sense or another to feelings of loss and betrayal and just overall sadness so oh <laughs> I, I know right um okay if all else fails track 10 um i don't know this one had like a weird feel to it because it like started out i don't know marching band ish <laughs> yeah it has like the opening drum yeah, so the reviews that I read said this is like a bluesy rock ballad. Kind of, yeah. But to me, it was kind of a sweet love song. Um, he's watching her fall asleep. Like the image of that. Like, So close your eyes and sleep to dream. I'm by your side. No words to speak. We'll set our course and make it through. No matter how far I go, my heart remains with you. Um, Plus, I think that the the general feel of the, of the music in this song is is very, it's it's a little more flighty. It's it's very flowy. Yeah, yeah, and I like the um, talking about you know, looking up at the same sky. Um, yeah, look, if all else fails, you can look up at the sky because the same one that shines above you and I, um, like they're always connected. Well, also it's kind of like a callback. Yeah to the the lyrics earlier where it's like fall asleep tonight because that brings me closer to you yeah looking up the same night sky yeah different girl though yeah yeah different girl (laughs) the rebound girl right (laughs) um yeah so um that's followed by i think my second favorite song of the album stay tonight um 49 hours and 46 minutes to go but who's counting I was like, right. But what? What happens then? <laughs> um, yeah, I filled my head with your voice, and now I'm drowning. So I guess she's leaving, and he's trying to apologize. Another, you know, you can stay tonight and make everything all right. You can hold me down and tell me that you're right. Tell me what it's like to be alone. So there's like desperation here. Well, yeah, because it's almost like. It's almost like the the rebound girl 
isn't panning out. Like the rebound relationship isn't working yeah. the way he wanted it to. Yeah. And he's like, no, please, like, let's just try. Yeah. I screamed my your name at the sky until I lost my voice. Will I give my life to you? The scream my name at the sky gave me this like funny like <laughs> like picture. I just picture like literal. <laughs> no, I just picture the the scene from like the the Star Trek movie. Just gone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but this one, an earworm, definitely. Like oh yeah, repeats in my head. Probably as much as, you know, playing for keeps. Um, so the last... Is this the last actual song? Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. no, no, no. There's one more. Well, maybe I didn't cover it. Because now I'm confused. My phone's dead. Um, okay, so... Well, because when you follow up... Come on. When you follow up uh, that song, Stay Tonight, it goes into The Greatest Fall of All Time. Yes. Okay, yeah, The Greatest Fall of All Time. That's what I have. Yeah. Um, on Punko Roma 8. <laughs> 8? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Um, so this one, I was trying to figure out, like, it seemed like one relationship was ending and, you know, seeing someone else. But looking back on when everything was, like, perfect. Um, the hand of my clock strikes two and times when I got the best of you we made promises we couldn't keep and every night we couldn't sleep so it was like it's the first time the first time in my life where I did something right so like he knew it was good then and like he didn't question it then um, but like he knew oh yeah yeah um, I set myself up for the greatest fall of all um trying to get this right yeah because i'm ridiculous like that that's the one i wrote that's exactly how i think right or how i speak so it it kind of really really fit um but yeah like it was like he had this thing he didn't dare question what you know why it was good and then you know setting himself up for the the great fall um it was a good way to to wrap up like that um cycle of song right yeah i i definitely think that it's a strong like ending track even though it's not technically the ending of the of the album yeah so there was what so <laughs> if you had the cd there was many many untitled or hidden there's like so many and yeah, it's just this was number eighty-four. It's just like silence and then weird noise and then Yeah, so silence, it begins with this like screeching noise. So like if you were listening to the album and you were listening to the silence and it was still playing, you'd be startled. Yeah, oh yeah. It's like the like, it, Yeah. It's like what I told you about when we talked about hidden tracks for the first time. And I told you about the the new Found Glory album. That's literally silence, and then all of a sudden the band just yells. Oh, I heard it. My favorite, like, I when I didn't know about hidden tracks and heard Green Days, I think I talked to you about this before, but, like, it was like nothing, and all of a sudden, I was alone. I was all by myself. <laughs> it was, like, super quiet. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> but, yeah, this one, it's it starts out super loud. 
then to me it almost sounds like this mixture of like a heartbeat like when you're listening to like yeah heartbeat but like some weird radio transmission you can't quite hear the words and there's some laughing and piano playing and like somebody's like wash your clothes <laughs> right work your way up i was like what what the hell is this right you're like what is going on right now I'm so confused so yeah the hidden track i didn't really find much about it i tried um but yeah it was just like all right then you're like well okay this is how it ends <laughs> um so yeah i mean i really like the album yeah it's like I said, I, I it's easily one of my one of my favorites. Yeah, and I mean, I couldn't pick a clear favorite because there were a few, um, and for different reasons. I mean, right. Tiger Lily, obviously, it's a sweet song. It's a favorite of mine now, um, especially since it's one of your favorites. It's kind of grown on me. Um, playing for Keeps, still my favorite. Yeah, Playing for Keeps is, is such a good song. Yeah, um, My Eyes Burn, Stay Tonight. I like all of them. Yeah, it's it's hard to pick. It's hard to pick when you're looking at the album as a whole. Like yeah. you're just looking at it, and you're like, "Can I just pick the whole thing?" Like, yeah, I do. I do have to say, I enjoyed listening to this a lot. Like, especially in order. Yeah. Um. But also, it does flow very well. But also, it doesn't. It doesn't take away from it if you only hear yeah. individual songs which yeah, is nice i feel like um i mean i knew i knew playing for keeps i'd listen to tiger lily because you mentioned it um i'd listen to day to night and i believe i'd heard um my eyes burned before so like knowing those i feel like they only got better right listening to the whole album yeah and i don't know that other songs have have gotten that way for me like on other albums so that was a nice surprise well good i'm glad I'm glad that you liked it. So I, I think overall, this was a, a win yeah. for both of us. Surprising win for yours. Right? Well, I, I mean, I, I think you knew that I would like this one because I had mentioned that like I listened to a few of the songs and then I started listening to the album. So you're yeah. like, oh, right, well, that's your next assignment. Right. And yeah, I'm glad. It's I'm good. So new music. You said you haven't really been listening to much new stuff. You've been working on this a lot, I know. Yeah, I worked on this a lot. I listened to the Fratellis a bit to refresh. Um, I don't know. I've listened to a little bit here and there of just mostly older stuff. Um, a few few new things. I think there was a new MXPX track. Oh yeah, we did yeah, listen to that, to didn't that. we? Yeah. So I listened to there was a like an EP or like a like a singles album that uh, Dropkick Murphys released. Now these are from like a little bit ago because we didn't we didn't talk about new music from the last episode. The last episode so. we, we had so much to unpack. Right. Plus um, you have more time to listen to music now, probably. Yeah. Since you're commuting again. Yes. Uh, so um, it was called Middle Finger. Uh, so there was Middle Finger, I Wish You Were Here, Mick Jones, Nick My Pudding, and Smash Shit Up, which Smash Shit Up is a really, really good song. I'm pretty sure I've heard that. 
that we actually when we watched yes, their live okay. stream they played it on their live stream that was their uh saint patrick's day live stream and it was that was really I good love their live stream. yeah their live streams are great so their new album their full-length album comes out on april 30th which will be next week depending on when you well, guys listen live stream too in may yeah, the fir- May 1st. Okay. There's another live stream. It's an album release live stream. That's what I thought. Okay. Uh, and then also, uh, I listened to the four new tracks from the band Royal Blood, which were Boilermaker, Limbo, Typhoons, and Trouble's Coming. And their new album also comes out the same day, on the 30th. And then I listened to four new songs from afi as well uh looking tragic begging for trouble dulceria and far too near unfortunately there's still a little bit of wait for theirs their stuff doesn't come out until june so yeah yeah i was just going off on musical tangents um between listening to some stuff that one of my children recommended to me (laughs) which the teenagers were kind of secretive about their music, so I was shocked he shared anything with me. Um, so I went off on little kids with that, and listening to some of the podcasts we listened to um, kind of led me down some paths, too. Um, I was listening to um, High School Never Ends, and they had an episode about Cartel. Oh, so, yeah, and then um, you were listening to Chroma a lot. Because that's what they, yeah, that's what album they were talking about, and um, they're, you know... I. I don't know why their formats, like, they talk about a band, but this one was, like, an album spotlight or something. Yeah. So that's why I was like, hey, I don't think I've heard that album. Maybe a song or two, because I think you might have put a song. I put a couple of songs. Yeah, on the playlist. So I went and listened, and I really liked it. Um, so those, and listening to some of the stuff that Spotify recommended, which apparently it's still recommending stuff that's in, like, 2005. So I think it thinks that I'm stuck in 2005. Eh, nothing wrong with that not wrong <laughs> musically not definitely nothing wrong yeah with but there's this band for some reason it came come, coming up it was tickle me pink <laughs> sounds super dirty yeah it does but like they had a couple songs that i really liked um i was listening to cloud nine i don't know if you've heard of them no i haven't um there's a song that you might know from tiktok which i didn't know was on tiktok but until my other child was singing it beach bunny or something like that you might know it maybe but anyway um female band well i don't know if they're all female but female lead singer which is weird for me because i don't often listen to feminine vocals i don't know why anyway um yeah so my new stuff wasn't quite new well new to me (laughs) but still you were listening to other stuff which is yeah is good you gotta mix it up a little bit yeah, I realized when I was listening to the same album for this too often, like I right. had to break it up a little mental cleanser. Well, good. I'm glad. I'm glad we were able to get back into the the mix of things here. Episode episode eleven's in the books. Uh, so I guess next time we're gonna do another album review episode. Yep. So be on the lookouts for that. And as always, make sure that you guys are sharing music with each other, man. Like, that's that's the best way to find music that you may not have heard of before is to just share your music with everybody. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that 
the last episode in this one or, or proof that seeing someone passionate about something that they enjoy is, is contagious. Absolutely. So just as a reminder, uh, social media, we're, we're on Instagram, we're on Twitter. S-I-M-H pod is where you can find us at there. Uh, we're also on Facebook. I just created a new Facebook group. Um, a little more professional. We're going to be getting some logos up soon. So be on the lookout for that. If you want to get into the group, look for it. You, you can find it. Songs in my head. Um, we're also on Spotify, iTunes, Amazon Music, and SoundCloud. So thanks for listening, guys. Um, can't wait to talk to you guys again. We're having so much fun with this. Bye. Bye.